We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Unlock me! Unlock me! I'm not going to swear, okay? You know what I'm saying? Uh, no. It's Mark Grody on 670 The Score. Oh, hi, Mark. Hi! What's up? Bears victory Monday continues fast right here on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score. Hope you are well on a Monday. I am Mark Grody here with you until 630 when it is Monday night football. And I know you guys will be watching this game. I know I will. Detroit at Green Bay. Angry, angry Aaron Rodgers. We shall see. But it'll be fun to watch those two teams duke it out. And um, both those teams are 0-1 at this point. Call or text me tonight. Um, at 312-644-6767. That is the phone number to call in if you would like here on a shorty show, or you can text me again, 312-644-6767. I am on Twitter, at Mark Grody Sports is the way to do that. My producer tonight is Brandon Fryer, and uh, he will periodically give out the, the text number as well. 312-644-6767 It's the number. Well... It happened yesterday. It happened yesterday. We've been talking about this occurrence since the day that Justin Fields was drafted. We all put our hands together and rubbed them and said, all right, when's this going to happen? Let's fight about it. Let's argue about it. Let's surmise. Let's predict what games. I think the most popular prediction was that Justin Fields would start game four against Detroit, which is in, in a couple of weeks, obviously, at Soldier Field. But it's been going down. It's been happening. And it happened yesterday. Like, even the through the, the most important part of the preseason to me was, and it happened, I think, in OTAs. And that question was, and it might have been from Hub Arkers, because I know Hub and I had talked about it. And he got the question out first. The question was, so if so Andy Dalton is the starting quarterback cuz was named very early on and if something was to happen to Andy Dalton would Justin Fields be the quarterback that answer was yes and it happened yesterday Justin Fields played a lot for the Bears played the entire second half and now everything is kind of in terms of predicting it like it's all on hold right now because something different is happening and everything is swirling in terms of the severity of the injury to Andy Dalton and will Justin Fields start? I'll say probably. I'll say it's a very good likelihood that Andy Dalton will not be healthy enough to play this week at Cleveland, so it'll be Justin Fields. But but here it is, the occurrence that we have prepared for. We have had warnings and now... Justin Fields has actually been spotted in a game. And um, in, in in the Steve Stone tones, it wasn't particularly good. It just wasn't. It was not a great outing for, for Justin Fields. Uh, you saw it. I saw it. And it, it was not what, what we would call a great outing for Justin Fields. It doesn't mean anything about giving up on him or that he's bad or we'll bust him. I mean, all that would be absolutely silly. But let's not act like he was really good yesterday. 
But, and we'll talk about Justin Fields, but I think the more important figure in all of this that is going on right now with Justin Fields is and has been Matt Nagy. And people associated with, or I should say linked Matt Nagy with Mitchell Trubisky, that one's success depended on the others, as in Trubisky's success would be dependent, would would help or hurt Matt Nagy's cause with the Chicago Bears, his career with the Chicago Bears. I never thought that. I think he's on the clock now. This is this is the most important part. It wasn't Mitch Trubisky. That was very important. Let me not downgrade that. What was going on with Trubisky and attempting to develop him and not being able to develop him, whoever's fault it was, whether it was the player or the coach, it didn't happen. It was really important. But this, two things are happening here. The clock has been sped up for Justin Fields, probably. He's probably going to start maybe even successive games earlier than Matt Nagy had intended. It also starts Matt Nagy's clock in terms of the urgency and his performance. And here we go now. Can he take this all-world, all-skill, like all 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 the skills in the world for Justin Fields? And now it is on Matt Nagy to make it work. Got a pass with with Mitch Trubisky because, you know, he came in late for that. Trubisky was drafted in 2017. Matt Nagy came in in 2018, wasn't his guy, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, none of that really even holds water either because if you're a head coach, you should be able to develop a quarterback. But really now, here we are. This is, this is, this is Matt Nagy's system. It is his plan. It has been his plan all along, and it got started early, and so his clock starts early as well. And and now we have to see Matt Nagy like we've never seen him before, um, which is which is interesting because he kind of admitted that the play calling that he as a matter of fact let's hear from from Matt Nagy on that because he he was asked about the play calling which was conservative for Justin Fields and I want you to hear what Matt Nagy had to say about that today at House Hall. How different was your your call sheet for Justin? yesterday in the second half compared to what it would be with a full week of, of, of game plan knowing he's a start. Sure, yeah. You know what, Kevin? It was uh, when you have that, I think what happens is as a play caller is you try to you try to go to some of the stuff that you know that he knows where the bones are buried, you know, in, in the play. And so uh, you want to be able to help him out that way. But at the same point in time, it's your job as a backup to make sure that you know the entire call sheet inside out, which which he did and he does. Uh, and I know Coach Flip has done a phenomenal job at working with him and getting him prepared. And so there was really the whole play sheet, call sheet was open, but there's just a feel to where it's going and how it's going with the shifts in motion. He knows the entire call sheet, but as we have learned with Matt Nagy, one of the things that he does with his quarterbacks is he sits down, and I'm sure all coaches do this, and that is to sit down with the guy and say, hey, what are you comfortable with? What can we use? What can we not use? And he had to have done that with Justin Fields for this game. So I think it was limited not only because of what Matt Nagy is trying to do in terms of developing a quarterback, but I'm sure that there are things that Justin Fields even when he huddled up with Matt Nagy this week when they were practicing and installing the game plan, there probably were some things that he said. I'm sure he didn't say he was uncomfortable with things, but he probably said, yeah, I'm more comfortable doing this and doing that and and everything that goes into it. But this is as important as every moment has been for Matt Nagy since he has been here. Uh, I This is it. This is this is where it begins. The clock is, is speeding up on not just Justin Fields, 
but on Matt Nagy as well. And now he absolutely has to make this quarterback, Justin Fields, look good. And and everybody understands that there's going to be mistakes along the way, and it's going to be imperfect. But he has to develop this this quarterback in a different way than he had wanted to. And we we were seeing the way he had wanted to develop. And, and there is a part of me, too, that I wish I would have seen the entire game without Andy Dalton getting injured just to see what Matt Nagy had up his sleeve. Would it have continued? I mean, we saw successive plays with Justin Fields in the first half, but what I was really curious to see how that book was going to end in that game. And then along comes the Andy Dalton injury and, and all bets are off. And now all bets are off, period, in terms of what is going to happen with the quarterback. The knee injury does not appear to be serious to Andy Dalton, although serious enough to where it sounds like he's going to miss at least one game. That that We don't know that for sure. There was very little information from Matt Nagy when I was out at Hallis Hall as it pertains to the exact injury, and well, other than it's not severe, They're not torn ACL or anything like that. It's not one of those like season-ending IR. Well, it could be IR because IR is only three games, but I don't think it's going to be that either. So it's it's going to get very interesting. We, we do reassemble at House Hall tomorrow, so we'll see if there's any more information on this. As a matter of fact, I don't think there will be because I don't even think Nagy speaks tomorrow. But players will be speaking tomorrow, and who knows what information we will be able to get our hands on as far as the quarterback is concerned. I thought that Justin Fields, like he could not have said it better in terms of the way – he described his own performance yesterday. Take a listen to Justin Fields and what he thought about his own game yesterday. I don't think I'm pleased with, with, with how I played at all. Um, you know, I think there's a lot more in me that I have to show. And, um, you know, I, I know that's going to come with time. I, I know it's not going to happen uh, overnight, so I'm just going to keep grinding. And, um, you know, no matter what happens, uh, I know I'm, I'm meant for this. And um, I'm, I'm meant to be here. I actually thought that, that that last sentence was interesting, that he was saying he's meant to be here, almost as if he was talked like there isn't one person in, in the Bears world who hasn't been ecstatic about his drafting and Justin Fields being here and as confident as he is and as poised as he is. It sounds like, you know, Justin Fields in his own head had to – prove and talk himself into for whatever reason proving that that he he belongs where he is he 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 that he deserves the the huge amounts of praise that he has gotten from analysts and and from bears fans since the day he was drafted number 11 overall this year by the chicago bears so i thought that was it and then the rest of it he's right i mean it was not a great outing for just six of 13 for 60 yards did have a bad interception um you know and you saw him make a nice run awkward slide at one point in time and i do think it's worth mentioning i know it's it has to have been mentioned all day here on the score yeah there was a couple of plays that should have been made for Justin Fields. Allen Robinson probably should have caught that ball in the end zone. Darnell Mooney probably should have caught that ball along the, the sideline. And most of the time, those guys probably do make those catches. So I, I do want to add those in there. But Justin Fields looked like a, a rookie quarterback. Doesn't change anything for his potential trajectory, but 
you just got to kind of call it what it was, and it was not great. A um, couple of text messages. Actually, this will lead into what I want to talk about next, and that is the defense. I'm Mark Grody. It's Bears Monday here in Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score here with you until Monday night football, Detroit at Green Bay. Uh, a text message here from the 206. Whoever yelled Bears win into your microphone yesterday was impressively loud. Thanks for taking note of that because yesterday was the first day in a couple of years that I was able to do an off-the-field interview, you know, because rules and regulations had changed. We were still restricted in a lot of ways, but I was allowed to talk to Deshaun Gibson after the win, who was the beneficiary of Eddie Jackson knocking the ball out, and he picked it up and rumbled for a little while. So I decided to talk to Deshaun Gibson after the game, and here's what happened in that interview right after the game. Yeah, down here with Tashawn Gibson and Sean, good old-fashioned defensive win today. How did that feel? It was good. Just come out here and play to our standard man, Bears defense. Obviously, we want to erase what happened last week and come out here and have a different out man. And this is just one of them games that just panned out perfect for us. Everything that, everything that we wanted to do, we did. And, you know, that was the message this week. Flush last week, new week. Come out here in front of our fans, man. Give them a show, and that's what we did. So how redeeming did it feel, considering last week with you and Eddie Jackson and the non-touchdown, and then to team up on a turnover today? That feel like classic redemption for you two veterans? Well, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, like I say, man, that's my brother right there. So at the end of the day, you know, we never wavered. You never Everything. wavered. This guy never Tell wavered, right? Eddie Jackson. Bears win! Everything was everything. Everything we was never, everything. You guys teamed up, up, man, right? Hey, yeah, man. You know what they say? What they say about them DBs, man? We came uh, out here did our thing today, man. We gave up one, but you know we're going to bounce back every week. That's right, man. Yeah, sure, that's right. Sure. Total redemption. Yeah, they thought we lost it. We ain't lose it. <laughs> yeah, we ain't lose it. See you guys. <laughs> little extra treat there from Eddie Jackson joining up with his fellow veteran safety uh, to Sean Gibson. And, yeah, that's that had to feel like sweet redemption for those two guys, I thought, of all the turnovers that team up on that considering what happened last week, guys. Yeah, it was perfect. <laughs> Eddie Jackson. Had, that, that was loud. The first time that I, I've heard that, and that, that it, it overmodulated, as we say here in the business, as he said, go Bears or Bears win or what did he say? Uh, but, yeah, it, it, Eddie, it had to feel good for those guys. And it was uh, – you know, considering that Joe Burrow doesn't throw interceptions, it was pretty damn impressive to watch what the the defense was doing. And I know I talked about this a little bit last week after the loss to, to L.A., but it was extraordinarily important that the Bears defense did what they did yesterday, not just for the sake of the game, but the, the if the Bears defense is mediocre even, if you use that word, let alone bad like they were last week, the entire infrastructure, it's like that's the infrastructure of the Bears. If that goes out from under you, the Bears are like a two- or three-win team. Um, they would not have won yesterday without the defense. That was like a – you know what yesterday was? That was a 2018 game. That's what it was. Like it was the offense did just enough, but it was the defense that was the star. That's no way to live, and the Bears know that, and they decided that even after 2018 that they really they, – they needed better off – they've been talking about that since 2018 – uh, it's a, it's a, you're living on the line when you're doing it like that. But for the Bears defense to be competent and great like it was yesterday, it's so important. I'm not saying they're gonna, they have to force four turnovers in every game and they have to have a pick six because those are, that's, that's hard to do. But the Bears defense has to be good or the entire bottom falls out of it. 
I thought some of the best analysis, and there was a lot of great analysis on the score yesterday and, and throughout today. Some of the best stuff I heard about the defense yesterday was from my guy, Big Ant, Anthony Heron, who does the post-post show with Olin Krutz, and he was talking about Sean Desai and how things worked yesterday with the Bears playmakers. We saw Sean Desai calling Roquan in the playmaking moments, calling Eddie Jackson in the playmaking moments, calling Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn into some playmaking moments, and the variety of talent that the Bears have was on display. And when you get a bunch of guys, and, and, and Desai, Desai has said this a few times to the media as they've been asking, like, how do you get more from Robert Quinn? Or how do you get more than we saw last season from Eddie Jackson? And he's pointed out it's not just about any one individual, like our right, Khalil Mack, Wreck the game. Let's call it all for Khalil Mack. It's not just about that. But we saw a couple of moments, even early in the game, where Sanchez is still talking like Khalil Mack hasn't impacted the game. There were two sacks that happened in the game because of Khalil Mack, prior to him actually getting his own sack Mm -hmm. on some of those stunts that were running and his penetration leading to Robert Quinn getting a sack and the penetration of Khalil Mack leading to Bilal Nichols getting a sack. So the way that Sean Desai sort of scripted and structured the game plan for the Bears' defense, we saw – all these variety of playmakers having a chance to eat, and they did collectively, even though a young QB and Joe Burrow seemed to at times have a sense for what was coming, but because all these different dogs are over there waiting to hunt, mm-hmm. the Bears still made plays despite that. And so, you know, quality defense still outperformed even an offense who seemed like at times they could tell what was happening. They just couldn't do anything about it. You had your stars being stars yesterday. You had Roquan Smith making the pick six, and he's so good on the blitz when they dial that up for him. And Sean Desai had a, a terrific game in terms of forcing the issue and doing what he had to do to make the – that's called adjusting from week to week. You know, we always obsess over that word, like you got to adjust. You got to you got to be better. You got to do things differently, and and they did. I, I talked to Sean Desai on the sideline before the game, and he was the least rattled person about what happened the week before. And he, he admitted when I was talking to him that, yeah, it was not a great week, but he also said – that it it all got blown out of proportion, you know, the the one game factor and things that went on that they knew they were going to be able to fix and for this week they certainly were able to to do that. So that was that was a good look for for the Bears defense and it's like one of those days where pick your play. Like what what impressed you the most? We're not going to do this exercise because we don't have time, but all of those plays had their own, you know, the redemption of of Eddie Jackson. Like, you, you saw it out there, like, in terms of the way Sean Desai was using him, putting him in a position to, ironically, make more tackles. And he was actually good at that this week. But that, that was important for, I think, for Eddie and obviously for the Bears. Roquan Smith, I mean, just, just being – He's, he's turning into a game changer. He's turning into a guy as if he wasn't already somebody that offensive coordinator circled and said, you have to account for this guy. Now he's moving up the depth chart in, in terms of that. The league is on notice about Roquan Smith. So there was that. How about Jalen Johnson, too? Just watching him in coverage, uh, you know, play to play. He's, he's talked a lot this preseason in terms of wanting to get to that next level and how last year when I asked him if it was successful, he challenged me and said, why do you think last year was successful? I'm like, I don't know. I thought you looked pretty good. And he he said, no, it wasn't su- successful. I didn't have an interception. 
I was actually more impressed. The, the pick was great. I was actually just more impressed watching his his down to down work out there than Jalen Johnson. I don't know if he's a lockdown corner yet or if he's even a number one cornerback, but I think he might be. And he's definitely and he and he by the way, he was good last year. He was not great by any means. Uh probably not even top ten in terms of cornerbacks. Uh, but he he was he was good last year for a rookie, and now we're seeing what we always want to see from rookies. The next year, we want to see that next level. We want to see them see them go up and do good things. Robert Quinn now for two games actually has looked pretty good, so that is heartening to see. Just when you thought that it might not be getting better for him, and there are all the doubts, and again, a ton of talk from Robert Quinn in the preseason, but most of it was, I know I was bad last year. I'm going to have to go out and show you why I'm actually not that guy. And I'm much better than that. And so far he, he has done that. So hopefully for the bears sake that continues on with this team. And by the way, um, Eddie Goldman, I did see him on the field going through warm up, So he wasn't a complete no show yesterday and doing individual stuff. And he looked good. He looked fluid, the whole thing, and you know, I asked again. I asked somebody from the Bears yesterday, you know, is, is this still a day-to-day injury? And they said absolutely yes. So, and just, and just being able to watch him up close on the sideline before the game, it it does look like a thing that is not going to be serious. So, hopefully, he's back this week. Mario Edwards is supposed to be back this week as well. So that that is only going to help the the Bears defense, and it's going to be a fun week too. <laughs> Trying to figure out what is going to happen at quarterback. I I think that just what what I want to know is if if Andy Dalton true if if he is healthy, it, it does Matt Nagy mean it? Like if he is healthy, is he still the quarterback or is that gamesmanship? So I don't suspect that we would find out and you know who the starting quarterback is until Wednesday or Thursday, maybe even later. Who knows? Unless. There is some report that leaks out that somehow there is a higher severity to the injury to Andy Dalton, which I I don't think that is the case. But we we will get. It's gonna man. I gotta tell you, it's it's might this might not be a successful Bears season in terms of record. We'll see. Who knows? It's the NFL. But man, it is interesting. It is fun to cover this team, and at every turn. Something fascinating is happening. Sometimes sometimes for better, sometimes for worse. We got NFL football coming up. Monday Night Football, Detroit at Green Bay. By the way, the um, Cleveland Indians lost the first game of a doubleheader today, 7-2. to two. So the Sox magic number is 3. So if you do the math, Royals and Indians play again. I think they're starting right about now. And the Sox are playing Detroit right now, scoreless, end of two. The the Sox magic number could trim to one. See that math I did, Brandon? See? I don't need you to do my math. I don't need you to give the text line number. I just I do it all myself, man. Solo. It's what I do. So yeah, so the Sox, yeah, could be magic number. Cubs off today. They will host Minnesota tomorrow. I will be at Bears tomorrow and reporting right here on 670 The Score. Let's keep the conversation going. Follow me on Twitter at Mark Rody Sports. Also on Instagram and Facebook. I hang out there as well. Brandon Fryer, I'm Mark Rody. Monday Night Football is next on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Goodbye.
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.